Good morning and Merry Christmas to everyone. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 222. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Hymn number 222. will be given by Imogene from Australia. 
the Bible. Isaiah Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Luke The angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favour with God. And, behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. Revelation Alleluia! Salvation and glory and honour and power unto the Lord our God. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And he treadeth the winepress, of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, who is heart in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. 
Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 170. Let every creature hail the morn on which the holy child was born and know through God's exceeding grace release from things of time and place. I listen from no mortal tongue to hear the song the angels sung and wait within myself to know the Christmas lilies bud and blow. Hymn number 170.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin almost every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. And we will resume our 10 a.m. roundtable discussion next Sunday. So we hope you will join us. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has a dedicated teleconference number. And many of our students participate via the telephone over that teleconference number. So if you don't live in the area and you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and we'd be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all of our services, so you can bring the whole family. We have on our website the finest Christian science literature that you can read, study, listen to, and we provide it all free. There's no charge to listen or download to anything on our website. And one of the items that is featured on our website, something that you can never read too often what Christmas means to me by Mary Baker Eddy. It explains what we all need to understand about Christmas. Recommend it highly. And for those of you in Plainfield here who have not picked up your January full text lesson sermon booklet or your quarterly for the first quarter, please do so. You're going to need it tomorrow. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony from miscellaneous writings that attests to the healing power that is obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given by Elsie from Alabama. Page 444. Four years ago, I was healed by reading Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. The third day, one of my worst claims gave way. The book was full of light, and disease vanished as naturally as darkness gives place to light, although it was about six months before I was entirely healed. Seeing this truth in its purity showed me where to take my stand, and in defending it I have the prince of this world to meet. Mortal mind has even called me crazy. But what a blessing to know the nothingness of that mind and that divine principle governs all its ideas 
and will place each where it belongs. If our master was persecuted, how can his servants hope to escape? I know in some degree what Paul meant when he said he rejoiced in tribulation. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Many claims that have baffled the skill of the physicians have disappeared through my understanding of truth. What a blessing that we can break the bread of life to others and so add to our own of rejoicing. S-E-R, Kansas City, Missouri. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 28 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Christian Science. The golden text is from Luke. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The responsive reading, Isaiah. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and the little child shall be Carol will now read. I will read from the Bible. 
Isaiah. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, is God with us. <clears throat> then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, 
For thus it is written by the prophets, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. And he arose, and took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, He shall be called a Nazarene. Luke. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Esaias. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, 
to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Bruce will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. To those leaning on the sustaining infinite, today is big with blessings. The wakeful shepherd beholds the first faint morning beams, ere cometh the full radiance of a risen day. So shone the pale star to the prophet shepherds. Yet it traversed the night and came where, in cradled obscurity, lay the Bethlehem babe, the human herald of Christ truth, who would make plain to benighted understanding the way of salvation through Christ Jesus, till across a night of error should dawn the morning beams and shine the guiding star of being. The wise men were led to behold and to follow this day star of divine science, lighting the way to eternal harmony. Since the author's discovery of the might of truth in the treatment of disease as well of sin, her system has been fully tested and has not been found wanting. Whence came to me this heavenly conviction, a conviction antagonistic to the testimony of the physical senses? According to St. Paul, it was the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of His power. When apparently near the confines of mortal existence, standing already within the shadow of the death valley, I learned these truths in divine science, that all real being is in God, the divine mind, and that life, truth, and love are all-powerful and ever-present. That the opposite of truth, called error, sin, sickness, disease, death, is the false testimony 
of false material sense of mind in matter. That this false sense evolves in belief, a subjective state of mortal mind, which this same so-called mind names matter, thereby shutting out the true sense of spirit. My discovery that erring mortal misnamed mind produces all the organism and actions of the mortal body set my thought to work in new channels and led up to my demonstration of the proposition that mind is all and matter is not as the leading factor in mind science. Christian science reveals incontrovertibly that mind is all in all, that the only realities are the divine mind and idea. The revelation of truth in the understanding came to me gradually and apparently through divine power. When a new spiritual idea is born to earth, the prophetic scripture of Isaiah is renewedly fulfilled. Unto us a child is born, and his name shall be called Wonderful. The advent of Jesus of Nazareth marked the first century of the Christian era. But the Christ is without beginning of years or end of days. Throughout all generations, both before and after the Christian era, the Christ, as the spiritual idea, the reflection of God, has come with some measure of power and grace to all prepared to receive Christ truth. In healing the sick and sinning, Jesus elaborated the fact that the healing effect followed the understanding of the divine principle and of the Christ Spirit, which governed the corporeal Jesus. For this principle, there is no dynasty, no ecclesiastical monopoly. Its only crowned head is immortal sovereignty. Its only priest is the spiritualized man. The Bible declares that all believers are made kings and priests unto God. The outsiders did not then and do not now understand this ruling of the Christ. Despised and rejected of men was Isaiah's graphic word concerning the coming Prince of Peace. 
the advancing century from a deadened sense of the invisible God, today subjects to unchristian comment and usage the idea of Christian healing enjoined by Jesus. But this does not affect the invincible facts. No human pen nor tongue taught me the science contained in this book, Science and Health, and neither tongue nor pen can overthrow it. This book may be distorted by shallow criticism or by careless or malicious students, and its ideas may be temporarily abused and misrepresented, but the science and truth therein will remain forever to be discerned and demonstrated. Let our pulpits do justice to Christian science. Let it have fair representation by the press. Give to it the place in our institutions of learning now occupied by scholastic theology and physiology, and it will eradicate sickness and sin in less time than the old systems devised for subduing them have required for self-establishment and propagation. Although this volume contains the complete science of mind healing, never believe that you can absorb the whole meaning of the science by a simple perusal of this book. The book needs to be studied and the demonstration of the rules of scientific healing will plant you firmly on the spiritual groundwork of Christian science. This proof lifts you high above the perishing fossils of theories already antiquated and enables you to grasp the spiritual facts of being hitherto unattained and seemingly dim. The physical healing of Christian science results now, as in Jesus' time, from the operation of divine principle, before which sin and disease lose their reality in human consciousness and disappear as naturally and as necessarily as darkness gives place to light and sin to reformation. Now, as then, these mighty works are not supernatural, but supremely natural. They are the sign of Emmanuel, or God with us, a divine influence ever-present in human consciousness and repeating itself, coming now, as was promised aforetime, to preach deliverance to the captives of sense 
and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. The impersonation of the spiritual idea had a brief history in the earthly life of our master. But of his kingdom, there shall be no end. For Christ, God's idea, will eventually rule all nations and peoples. Imperatively, absolutely, finally, with divine science. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 23. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Blessed Christmas morn, though murky clouds pursue thy way, thy light was born where storm enshrouds nor dawn nor day. Hymn number 23.
Henry Wadsworth Longfellow was a well-known American poet from the 1800s. He wrote the words in our song this morning. Mr. Longfellow lived in Massachusetts, an area noted for its New England churches with steeples and church bells. Mr. Longfellow had his share of grief and torment in his life. He had lost his wife to an accidental fire. He was badly injured in the attempt to rescue her. Our nation was, at that time, gripped in civil war. His son, Charles, enlisted in the Union Army and suffered a crippling injury from battle. And Henry Longfellow himself battled with despair and depression. However, on Christmas Day, as is fitting for Christmas, Henry found the spiritual uplift and release from mental anguish and wrote his poem, Christmas Bells, from which our song this morning is based and includes this verse. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, good will to men.
Let's now sing hymn number 417. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. Hymn number 417. Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal air. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material, 
He is spiritual. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Amen.